0: I just want to take a second to let you know that I've launched a Patreon page for the Halo Grange podcast. There's four levels of support that you can subscribe at, ranging from $4 for just a pat on the back. Think of it as buying a coffee for me once a month for a job well done, to becoming an executive producer and getting your name included on the podcast for a larger contribution. There's also a sponsorship option where you subscribe for $100 a month and add your cause to my ads every week. These spots are limited, though, so you better grab them while they're hot to www.patreon.com forward slash Hey LaGrange and sign up for, to support the podcast today. And as always, thank you. Hi folks, I'm Earl Gordon Barnett and you're listening to Hey LaGrange, the podcast of LaGrange, Georgia, where we seek to explore the stories of the sleepy Southern community and hope to show that it's not so sleepy after all. Like I said before, I'm Earl Barnett and I first moved to LaGrange in 2010 when my wife and I bought a house to split the difference between your commute to work as an art teacher in Harris County and my commute to Emory University for a second master's program. I've worked as a history teacher on two separate occasions. I've worked as a higher ed instructor, philosophy. I'm a hobbyist photographer. I'm a brain cancer survivor, and I'm a pro wrestling aficionado. This podcast is currently what I fill my time with, Is my passion. I considered myself exiled in LaGrange for a long time, and sometimes still do if I'm being completely honest. This podcast is my seeking to make LaGrange my home, and not just the place I keep my stuff. Through the interviews, I hope that not only will you, the listener, get to hear the stories of people of LaGrange, but that also with each episode, I will grow a deeper connection and attachment to the community. Well, that's the hope, anyways. Thanks for listening to our conversations and journeying with us as we travel towards Mutual Place of Asylum here in LaGrange. I can't believe we're at the ninth episode already, it seems like just yesterday I was sitting in Adam Roberts' office for the second time, re-recording the entire podcast because of a technical glitch. He attempted to make me feel better by telling me he was a preacher by trade. So he was used to saying saying the same thing over and over again. He meant repeating sermons, but I think that was a Freudian slip if there ever was one. But back to the point. We're at podcast number nine. I feel accomplished. And I already have 10 to 14 or so officially scheduled. So I'm being studious about this and not slacking off. My interview this week was with Josh Briggsby, co-owner of Pretty Good Books on Vernon Street by the Hospital in LaGrange. He was a great interview. He has a Master of Fine Arts in Creative Writing and is working on a novel in his spare time, so we had plenty to talk about. Though my autobiography that I'm currently working on didn't come up. I should probably talk to him about that. Overall, it was a really fun interview that ran the gamut of topics from late 18th century European tea trading to the diversity of toppings one can put on tortilla chips. Overall, I had a lot of fun with this interview. I was sad when I ran out of prep questions, because I wanted to keep talking. I hope that shines through. So without further ado, here's the interview. Alright, I'm here with Josh Rigsby of Pretty Good Books. All right. Hey, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Thanks so much for having me on. Okay. Um, well, what is your formal title here?
1: That's a really good question. I guess I'm the co-owner of Pretty Good Books in the Grange. Okay. Co-owner.
0: Who else is owner?
1: My wife and I work on this project together, and then my, my parents are also involved. They also help out. Okay. And you're also a teacher, I believe, correct? I am. Yeah, I teach at uh, Columbus State University and at Southern Union. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what do you teach
0: down there? I teach uh, English, creative writing, and composition. Okay. Well, that means you're quite the learned person.
1: Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> it just <laughs> means I can help people put semicolons in the right place. Like, I don't know how intelligent it makes you. but. Yeah.
0: Well, that means you have a certain educational background. That's true. So you have degrees from schools?
1: Yeah, I went to, uh, I finished a few years ago, I went to a uh, graduate program at the University of California okay, in Riverside, and so I got a, a Master of Fine Arts in Creative Writing,
0: and writing for the Performing Arts there. Awesome, MFA. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. So that means you haven't lived in the Grange all your life. No, I have not.
1: In fact, we, like uh, your previous guest, Mr. Spees. like we were, we we're very new here. Okay. So we've lived in the Grange since September, so about four months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah,
0: four months. Mm-hmm. That means that your job at Columbus State just started.
1: Well, so it's a bit confusing. Yeah. So we moved from California to Valley, Alabama, okay. with it there about a year, and then oh, we moved okay. up here. Yeah. Got so it. I was commuting from there, and now I'm commuting quickly.
0: Okay. Yeah bit further drive. No, 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 no. It's roughly the same,
1: actually. It's about 45 minutes. Okay, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, a discussion about writing, and creative writing and stuff is, you know, necessarily related to books and things like that. Like, part of what makes me fascinated with books is taking, sort of taking them apart, analyzing them from the inside, really looking at characters, thinking about the lives of authors and things like that. That's... That's really what um, that and just the experience of being inside someone else's mind whenever they're describing the world is, a I think, a beautiful way to live. And so that's part of what inspired us to really uh, begin the bookstore. Okay. Is just this love of books and this love of learning and the ability to sort of time travel and to experience life through other people's perspective. Um, those are all things that draw me to, to reading and then. And then also to writing and to helping other people to try to write better and okay. things
0: like that. Yeah. So why use books?
1: Why use books? Because they're cheaper. Okay. <laughs> um, part of it was uh, we were interested. We've always been interested in starting a, a bookstore, and then it just so happened that. Right before we moved up here, a bookstore closed in Valley uh-huh. and they had all their inventory and stuff there and so we thought well let's let's give this a shot let's try it and and see how it goes um, also because I, there's a, there's a quality to use books that are that's fascinating like someone else has been here before and mm-hmm. so when you come across like a, a dog-eared page or a highlight or a note like we obviously we try to to yeah. only carry books that don't have those things but even then it's um it's kind of enjoyable to, to see where people have marked the trail before you going through, and you try to piece together who was this person and what what were they appreciating out of this. And, mm-hmm. and, and that, that, that colors the reading in kind of a fascinating
0: way, I think, too. Yeah, that's actually really interesting. Well, technically, we don't really have what you're known for most, what you're most known for in Lagrange. because <laughs> you just moved
1: here. I, I have known for uh, being here, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: the bookstore is what you're most yeah. known for in around Lagrange. What would you like to be known for in and around Lagrange? Oh
1: man, that would be. I mean, I'm working on a novel right now, and so it would be great if I could be, you know, <laughs> a local author or something like that. We we actually have some local authors um, in in stock here. What's been fascinating about I, I guess being quote unquote known here is at least for us, you know, we've only been open just a few weeks mm-hmm. with this with this bookstore, and people have just been overwhelming in their support and their excitement and. People will come in just literally clapping their hands. Oh, we're so glad you're here. We're so glad you're here. Just giddy with excitement that there's a bookstore in town. And they, Yes. And they tell me, like, oh, it's been so long since we've had a bookstore. And they tell me the you know the sad stories of the bookstores mm-hmm. who have been here before and that they left. And, and it's, I was telling my wife last night, it's, like, it's like very personal for them. They're, like, they left and I don't know why, you know. And, like, they feel like they've lost a friend, you mm-hmm. know, uh, with the previous bookstores and things. And so that that has been something we did not expect just this really emotional deep like yearning for um for for books and for people who love books and to just be surrounded by them and to be with people who are excited by them it's been it's been delightful it's been a joy and and fascinating so i don't know if i want (laughs) grange to know to like celebrate me personally but but to be around people who are so excited to read and so excited to be around books and stuff
0: has just been wonderful uh, to, to be a part of that. OK. That's interesting. All right, I got to ask, what's the novel about?
1: What is my novel about? So, sorry. so I used to work in the tea industry in, uh, when I lived in Los Angeles. Um, tea like you drink. Uh, mm-hmm. So we'd import tea, uh, organic tea, from all over the world and I was doing, I was working in marketing for them and I was doing a project where I was researching some stuff and I came across this um, sort of interesting historical phenomenon. So back in the 1800s, right after the British East, East India Company was dissolved, mm-hmm. um, the merchant companies in London realized whoever was able to bring back the first shipment of tea from China to the United Kingdom would command the best price okay. in the market. So they would be the first ones back, they would be the quote-unquote freshest, they would have, you know, the best quality or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so what they started to do was to build these sort of custom-built racing ships, basically. They were called clipper ships. Okay. And so they would, what they, would, they would sail around Africa, they would load tea in Shanghai or Hong Kong or Fuzhou, And uh, they would leave on the next tide, sometimes before their paperwork was even done, because they wanted to be back the fastest. And so they would race 14,000 miles around Africa. It would take them, you know, 90 to 100 days. They wouldn't stop. They wouldn't stop at night. They wouldn't stop for bad weather. They would just go, 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 go. Um, And they would arrive at the London docks within minutes of each other. And um, and so there was all this this huge buildup. People would line, uh, you know, line the docks, line the shore. People would have their, you know, uh, you know their binoculars out, like looking, waiting for these ships to come in, and became this huge thing. And so the captains would win these huge um, prizes. They'd never have to buy another drink in their lives. It was this huge prestigious accomplishment to be able to have done this. And so, there was a ton of rivalry among these different ships. There was sabotage. There were murders at sea. They passed these mile-long icebergs. There were these huge rogue waves. I mean, there's just packed with fascinating, um, you know, cultural stuff. This is right after the Opium Wars. And uh, just as, um, you know, the the California gold rush is going on, so globalism is starting kind of Mm -hmm. in the first... For the first time in a, in a meaningful way, and so that's the setting for okay. for these stories and uh, following
0: these people through through that world. Awesome. Yeah. So you're writing a piece of historical fiction about one of those ships. Correct. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome. That's.
1: It's something. It's something that's just fascinating to me. Just the the world itself is fascinating. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so to imagine what it would take for someone to survive in that mm-hmm. environment, or. What would it be like if, um, you know, this this type of individual, with this background, is there and and that sort of thing? It's been
0: it's been a lot of fun really mm-hmm. to work on. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. Actually, I'll be sure to buy a copy.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> let me get it finished first, and then we can do that.
0: You said this shop's been open for a couple of weeks. So when we did you officially open? We opened. I think on the seventeenth of December.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, we were open right before Christmas, and then we reopened on January second. So it's
0: not been that long. (laughs) Wow! I didn't realize it was that soon. Yep.
1: And then uh, yeah, they put a piece in the paper just this last weekend about it
0: and and stuff like that. So a lot of people have been coming in because of that. Wow! I didn't realize it was that recent. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, what do you wish you would, what do you wish you'd know when you first moved to town? you live in Lagrange, right? I you do. Greater Lagrange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What do you wish you'd know when you first moved to town? You know, it's interesting.
1: I think my answers are similar to uh, your previous guest, who's from LA, where um, the. Um, yeah, just the the nature and stuff is kind of fascinating. As okay. uh, it, someone who lives in uh, Los Angeles for about twelve years, like it's what what he said was correct. Like it's a lot of there's a lot of concrete, there's a lot of beige and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so so the nature and stuff that's here is is fascinating. I don't know what I wish I would. have... I guess we're still discovering what we wish we would have known. You okay, know, yeah. because we we're, we've just moved here so recently. Yeah, like I said, the, the enthusiasm for books has been surprising mm-hmm. and and wonderful, um, and and things like that, so it's been, everything's been kind of a learning experience. Okay. Things things move slowly, more slowly here than, um, yes. than, than in L.A., you know, everyone's frantic and trying, back there, everyone's frantic and trying to get on the freeway and get wherever they're trying to go mm-hmm. and stuff like that, so everything's boom, 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 and here people have, you know, they have time to talk, they have time to chat about things, mm-hmm. they want to... They want to explore ideas together and stuff, and that's, that's both um, a, that's a blessing and uh, can be frustrating sometimes. <laughs> you know, you're trying to get, uh, you know, the, something fixed or things like that, and you're like, oh, I'd love to talk to you, but I would also like, you know, to, to get this done quickly. And so it's it's been a little bit of an, of an adjustment for us, but but it's been good, too. All right, what about moving here? Do you have a story behind moving here? You know, anytime you go across the entire United States and, you have opportunities for interesting stuff. I don't know nothing, nothing uh, overwhelming happened or anything. But basically, my my wife and my two kids flew uh, here, and then oh, we sent all of our stuff in these like uh, like prepackaged pod things like okay. like and so the truck driver just takes it on without you. But we had two cars, so my brother came. Out and so we drove back. Okay. But instead of just driving back straight, we decided to kind of make a trip out of it. So mm-hmm. from LA, we went up to San Francisco and spent a couple of days. And uh, they have a really nice maritime museum there, which is related okay. to the you know yeah. the story and stuff mm-hmm. that I'm trying to tell. And so we went there and we kind of rode bikes. We rode bikes across the Golden Gate Bridge. And okay. Yeah. That kind of stuff and traveled around and looked at looked at things. We went from there to Yosemite and then up. Uh, just sort of the northern route and saw um, Mount Rushmore and things like that and try to eat at only like local places, local diners and uh, just kind of see parts of the country we hadn't seen before and things like that. It was great. It was
0: a lot of fun. Yeah. Awesome. You have two kids. I do. Names and ages? (laughs) Sophia is seven and Aletha is four. Almost five. So you were you know how to handle Alistair yesterday?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he was he was full of energy and he was having a lot of fun. He was coming in, looking at all the books and stuff. Like that was uh, I love it when kids come in. When kids come into the store, their uh, excitement is unbridled, and they just run in and they like look at all the we've got some like plush toys in our kids room and stuff, and they like to play with them. And they we had a kid come in the other day who just demanded to be read, to be read to, right? And so just like pulled mom down onto the floor and was like, Here, read this, read this and like wouldn't let her look at any books it's just like, your job is to read to me here. And we love it. I mean we love it when kids come I mean that's what their kids' room is for, is for kids to enjoy the books and learn and see stuff. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. And Sophia, in particular my older daughter, just loves the idea of having a bookstore. Like mm-hmm. she she tells my wife and all my wife and I all the time, like my dream has come true. Now I own a bookstore. You know, at seven, she's already, uh, you know, <laughs> hit something on her bucket list, I guess. And so um, she loves to help uh, check people out, you know, when they're done. Uh-huh. And so she, she runs the machine and things like that. I've watched her, of course. Yeah. But, um, but she loves that. She's great at alphabetizing, uh-huh. you know, and so she'll go through and alphabetize a whole section. And um, her grandmother lives in South Texas, and she's a teacher. And uh, they went, we were there for, uh, for a few days at Christmas, and so they went to like, um, set up her room for January, mm-hmm. and um, she went to go help like, um, just straighten up the books. That was her job, yes. is to straighten up the books in her grandmother's uh, classroom. And my wife was helping with something else and came back and was like, what are you doing? And she had taken all the books and alphabetized (laughs) them and put them into genres and stuff (laughs) like that. It's like, apparently this is the
0: thing she was born to do. And so uh, she's having a great time. Wonderful. So since you've been living here about a month, what's your favorite story so far? You know, we've got this um,
1: beagle this beagle mix mutt thing that we got when we were living in Valley, and um, he gets out all the time. Okay. He escapes, and so uh, we have to, like, chase him around. We have to entice him back with food and stuff because, you know, they've got these super strong sense of smell, and so they just get a scent, and they chase it, you know, through the woods or whatever. And so we have met many of our neighbors. Um, <laughs> they come out to help us corral our dog, and since the neighbor is somebody new, like, he'll run right up to them and want to... Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think that's been the funnest. Well, I say that the dog also gives me <laughs> stress. You know when it does that, but uh, it's been fun to meet our neighbors in such a strange, unconventional way. And <laughs> and they've been all they've all been generous and helpful, and uh, nobody's upset that we're you know running through our, <laughs> running through their yard yelling, "Odie, Odie, please come <laughs>
0: back!" You know. Uh, so that's been fun. Your dog's named Odie. Odie, awesome. yes. That's probably the high point of my interview so far. <laughs> All good. All right. Speaking of High Point, what's the highest point since you've been living in LaGrange? I mean, really, opening the store... Like, when we opened the store, we expected
1: crickets, you know? Like, mm-hmm. we expected it would take months and months before anybody heard about us or anything like that. And that would, you know, we'd really have to work hard for the marketing and, and that kind of stuff. Which is, yeah, what do you expect when you start a business? Um, but, basically, we... Jim Frank um, came, uh, just someone we met through the community, came and painted the word books on the side of the building. And since then, people have been, were like pulling on the door, like wanting to come in before it was even open. and Awesome. Um, and then we just put up this post on Facebook saying, you know, we're finally open. Mm-hmm. And it just went crazy. Like people were sharing it a ton. It's been seen over 40,000 times. Um, that just that one post and people were sharing it a ton and we got just over, we were at like 750 likes on Facebook and stuff already. We've not been open that long. And so, I mean, that's been wonderful. And, and like I said before, just the excitement people have for, you know, for books and for the, for the bookstore and people come in all the time and they say, we really want you to make it. We really want you. So we just really feel embraced and kind of loved by the community and, people are excited and helpful and people have been bringing by donations and stuff like that too and that's awesome you know it's it's been really great Um,
0: wow yeah donations are huge yeah (laughs) that's impressive yeah yeah it's really nice free stock is yeah 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 free inventory well that takes care of number 10 can you name a time where somebody in the grange helped you out Yeah,
1: basically constantly, <laughs> and with my dog also, so.
0: <laughs> all right. Um, have you had time to go out to eat yet? We have a few
1: times, a few places. We've been to Beacon, which we love. That's mm-hmm. great, because, you know, they got all those blocks and stuff outside, and the yes. kids just, like, go nuts with that and run around while we're, you know, having a beer or, or eating or whatever, and that's that's been a lot of fun. My wife and I like to go to Gus's. Okay. Um just off the square so if we get a chance to like run to breakfast or something we like to go there I'd and... say breakfast is good there I've never yeah. been for anything but breakfast yeah oh me me too um, so that's kind of fun just to hang out at a local diner and, and things like that and uh, one thing that we one thing we thought we would miss coming here was all the good Korean food but yeah, I guess mm-hmm. with Kia and stuff there's a ton of really good Korean restaurants and stuff and so uh, so that's been fun to try those around town and things like that and uh, what's your good? favorite Korean restaurant? I think the one that's here close, the Toldam Gol, the one that's over by Piggly Wiggly mm-hmm. is is pretty good,
0: um, and yeah, that's been great. Awesome. All right. Um, what's your favorite beer? Favorite beer? I, you know,
1: I like I like a good IPA. Um, anything that's but I also am not a huge fan of like a ton of hops. Like a lot of like locally brewed stuff is like their interpretation of locally brewed is like we're going to punch you in the face with hops and I don't know how I feel about that. Um, There's a Korean beer actually called Height which I really like. H-I-T-E. Okay. Um, It's like, it's this lager um, that's really good too. I like anything, really. I'll I'll try it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, I was, yesterday I was told that she hadn't been here long enough to discover a hidden gem. I'm not going to let you do that. What's the hidden gem in the Grange that no one else knows about? And you can't say your store. <laughs> <laughs> but your 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 store is the hidden, hidden gem. Oh, well, thank you. Um, you know, one thing I don't know if it's a,
1: I don't know if it counts as a hidden gem or, or not, but one thing that has been wonderful for us. something we were concerned about moving here was, you know, our kids' education and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And just being concerned, like, you know, um, how are they going to do in school? Mm-hmm. And our kids are just starting to learn how to read. And, and obviously, you know, we own a bookstore, and, like, I teach and things like that. And so, like, education is very important mm-hmm. yeah. to me and to my wife as well. And um, so the school that they've been going to has been fantastic. They go to Hillside okay. Elementary. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's been just wonderful. The teachers there are really involved with their kids. and um, Yeah, like, my daughter came in not knowing how to read in um, uh, first grade. So she she was attending there while we were still living in Valley. Okay. And, um, and within a month, she was standing in front of a group of um, parents, like, reading a presentation awesome. about this historical figure and stuff like that. So we were just... Really delightfully surprised and and um, very excited about the school and, and things like that. So I don't know if that counts as a hidden gem. It's not like some <laughs> some place you could go to like hang out or anything, but
0: No, that's good. But it's been it's been wonderful. So we've had a great experience there. That's outstanding. I yeah. didn't expect that at all. Yeah. All right, random questions. If you could be a superhero, what power would you possess? I would love it if um,
1: if I could just download knowledge like they do in the Matrix, I know they're not really superheroes, but <laughs> if I could just plug my brain into something and just like I don't know, learn Taekwondo or like learn right. learn like new languages or something, just like just now I speak Russian, you know, like okay. that would be that would be so much fun. I mean, you know, flying and stuff would be fun too. Of yeah, course, I but, gotcha. But but if you could just get like an infinite knowledge chip, like put in your brain, like. I don't know. I guess to me, and I try, I guess I try to impart this to my students and stuff as well. Like there, I don't know if there is a, a pleasure as pure as just learning stuff. Like Mm -hmm. when you're really excited and you're like, wow, I had no idea that, you know, this was true. I had no idea that this is the way these two ideas work together and stuff like that. Um, being able to tap into that like childlike curiosity and wonder to like live in that space is, um, it's just one of the best feelings in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I guess, yeah, if I was to have a superpower, it would be to just learn everything there was to learn. Uh, maybe that's cheating, but that's no, what I would pick. that's good. All right, so what's your favorite food to eat? Ooh, man, favorite food to eat. I guess, if I was to be completely honest, like, all the varieties of chips and salsa, because you can do so much. You can do so much with the, like... The uh, the crispiness of the chip, the seasonings you put on it, how thick it is. And then with salsas, there are like infinite varieties of salsas, right? So if this question is like desert island food, like if I can get every variety of chip chip and salsa, that's probably what I'm going to
0: do. <laughs> All right. And what is your best MacGyver moment? Hmm. You know what I mean by what I'm asking that? Yeah, like... Not, not like your favorite episode, but your your best MacGyver moment like you're Jerry rigging something
1: I really I, I love the TV show also so Yes. um yeah that's really good you know I'm not the handiest handyman in okay. the world and so I'm not very good in fact when I was first married my wife and I were trying to put together like um piece of IKEA furniture or something, and I got so frustrated because I couldn't get it to work that I had to like go on a walk and I came back and she would finished it. You know, so that's that's my level of acumen when it comes to fixing things. I think maybe the closest thing I can think of when I was in high school, I uh, was a part of. A, I was in a band, and we won a Battle of the Bands competition. Really? Yeah. I mean, there we didn't have much competition, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But um, we got to qual- we qualified for this other competition. I was living in New Mexico at the time, and we went to uh, San Diego. And so we got this van, this minivan, and we didn't know that the gas gauge was broken on it. And so we got all our stuff and we're in there and we're, you know, we're right outside of like Needles, California. So right on the border between Mm -hmm. Arizona and California and it died. And we're like, what are we going to do? And it's, you know, the desert, desert, like there's nothing around. Yeah. And so we had to basically all of us got out and we had to push it, but it's fairly hilly Mm -hmm. So we would push it up to like the top of the hill and then we'd all jump on the back and we'd ride it down to the, until we ran out of, you know, steam and we'd have to push it the rest of the way up the hill. So, uh, yeah, it's, that's as close as I get to a MacGyver moment, I guess, using basic gravity to move something. Uh, that's, that's as close as I get, but that was, it was a great memory and a lot of fun.
0: Wow. How old were you? I was probably 16, something, 16, 17, I guess. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. All right. Um, is there anything I should have asked you but didn't? Hmm. You know, I can't. I can't think of anything specific.
1: It's just, uh, you know, this, the bookstore. You know, has been going great, and um, and we've got you know a variety of books. We've got about twenty thousand books out uh, right now. For, really? Yeah, for people to see in a bunch of different genres. Um, and in a few months, we're going to start buying books from people. Right mm-hmm. now, I mean, people are just bringing us donations, so we'll always take those. But we'll start buying in a few months once we've cleared out a little bit of shelf space. And what we're looking for now are like young adult books and Stephen King, because uh-huh. like people are buying him like crazy. We're running out. Um, and so I don't know if that's a question you can ask, but that's um, that's the only thing we really didn't talk about. Um, yeah, it's been great, and I have to say too that I really appreciated your work and, and this podcast and stuff like as someone who's very very new to the Grange when I came across it on Instagram I was like oh there's a podcast just about the Grange that's fantastic awesome and, um, and so I found out about all kinds of stuff like the uh, 505 restaurant and oh, okay. like yeah uh, and all these things I was like oh and then I was you know I my, mo- my mother is vegetarian I was like do you know they have all these vegan options and stuff like that you know and so it's been great and I appreciate too your, your just real honesty about um, you know, I want this place to be home. I want this to be more than just, you know, the place where I live. I want to mm-hmm. really create this kind of community and and to help people find out about hidden, hidden gems and things like that. And uh, it's fantastic. So so good work. Keep going. Keep up the good work.
0: Thank you. you know, I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. And everybody, pretty good books. Pretty good books. <laughs>
1: it's right next to the good old buffet. So that's what the... yes. The-
0: On Vernon Street, past the hospital. All right. Have a good day. (laughs) Well, that's the interview. I hope you enjoyed listening. Don't forget to follow on social media. Leave us a comment on whatever podcast platform you listened on. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with someone you think will enjoy it as well. Email me your thoughts on today's show at earlgbarnett at gmail.com. Subscribe and like wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a comment for bonus points. Follow at Earl Barnett on Twitter and Earl G. Barnett on Instagram. Follow the podcast at haylagrange on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy your week and remember that creativity takes courage.